0: First question is uh, how much of your friends who live in a northern climate been like, no, is it cold there? When you tell them it's cold, because I've had to really like drop some wind chills to get them to respect that it's
1: cold. nobody. Here. My friends don't suck, apparently.
0: <laughs> well, I should say, it, like two people have said this. When I'm like, it, like last night on trivia, the music round was all songs about like islands and hot weather and stuff. And I was like, I picked these songs because it's cold here, and I wish it wasn't. And my friend was like, how cold is cold? And I was like, um, the oh, wind no, chill. Oh, no, yeah, it was bad. Yeah, I was like, the wind chill when I walked Leo yesterday, I think, was one degree. Yeah,
1: that's as low as Tara go. She was, like, monitoring at one point. Um, no, I mean, most of the people who reached out or we talked to were, you know, Tara's folks, and they were just making sure we were okay, so we didn't really have anybody talk bad about it. Um... We just stayed in and watched a ton of shows this weekend. Oh, nice! We watched Reacher and Fargo and Ooh. Echo and the first episode of the new True Detective, which is already off to a great start.
0: Oh yeah, um, I have only ever watched the first season of True Detective, like most people. So uh... I've
1: heard three is good. I've heard two is weird and kind of a mess but because it's such a big step down that's mostly why people
0: yeah I started to watch two it just was not uh didn't care and also I don't know how much a fan I am of kind of like White Lotus-esque shows where like it's a completely new cast and new plot the very next season like I've watched a few of those limited series where like the next iteration is something completely different. I think that's how Fargo is too. Right. Yeah. Um, cause sometimes I'm like, but, but, I, but I like the people from last season. And I want them back.
1: I also think it's interesting in the aspect of like, we watched the first season of Fargo, like I think at the beginning of the pandemic or something. Mm-hmm. And we never got around it. We were just, and I finally, I was like, I heard really good things about season two. Season two is Fantastic. But, mm. like, also, I could tell you, Laurel, like, skip season one and just watch season two or whatever, right? Like, it's, Yeah, because it's they're its own, standalone, right? They have ties together, like, mm-hmm. and it's really interesting because they would, stuff would happen, I'd be like, wait, that's, they're talking about something that happened in season one, but it's, like, if you didn't know that, it wouldn't ruin the, ex- you wouldn't be lost. It's mm-hmm. season two goes back, like, there's a character in season one who's, like, the, one of the main characters' dad. And he talks at one point about, like, I've seen some things when I was a cop. And about halfway through season two, we realized, oh, that's the character from season one as a young man. Like, this is mm. the stuff he was talking about. But, like, it could have been anything. Yeah. Um. And, and we started season three, and season three already seems, like, vastly different. I, I don't think season three is going to be as good. Season two is just wild and and crate like it's like there's a gang war and there's all this stuff And the season three seems more like intrigue like family intrigue crime mm. and i don't know it's it, it, it's 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 interesting reacher i can't recommend enough echo you could it, it was good but yeah, i could take or leave um night the 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 new season of you know i i think it's really good but it's also like eight things i love like i love Cold, snowy landscapes, whether it's like a mystery or a horror movie. Like, The Thing is one of my favorite movies, and it's about. I mean, do you know The Thing at all?
0: No, I just know that it's a horror movie.
1: It takes place in Antarctica, and it's like, Mm. so there's that whole thing of like, we can't get away from this, and there's Mm -hmm. that kind of like still and quiet that's unnerving, or you know, that sort of thing. And one of the things I really liked about True Detective season one was that whole like when we were when everyone was watching it and you didn't really it just kind of came out and I feel like I was talking to a friend who was also watching the whole time we're like is this gonna be supernatural like
0: mm-hmm.
1: at the if in the last episode like a portal opened up and like. You know, like the King in Yellow is like the basis of it, and that's a very like H.P. Lovecraft type story. So I was like, "Is it gonna? Is the King in Yellow gonna show up, and it's gonna be a monster? Like, what is this?" Mm-hmm. And this this new season of of True Detective is kind of doing that, where it it feels like it's aping a lot of the thing and stuff like that, where it's like, "Is there a monster?" Because like, there's this weird thing that's happening that you're like. This seems a little supernatural, but I'm like, I'm curious of how they're going to explain some of this stuff. It's interesting. Okay. I I really like it. And Jodie Foster's wonderful. We just watched Science of the Lambs like last week or something. So watching her do crime again is fun. I don't
0: know why you would voluntarily watch Science of the Lambs again. It's a wonderful movie.
1: Five stars. It is.
0: I just can't ever really watch it again anyway. We've already talked about that recently. Yeah. Great. I've started watching The Good Place.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Also really good. Have you not seen it before or is this a rewatch?
0: No, I've never. I've watched the first. We, we've gotten to the point where I stopped watching because I'm suddenly like, oh, I don't remember anything from these episodes. I watched the first few episodes of the first season uh, and just couldn't really get into it. And it, it was leaning, and I understand that it maybe kind of gets away from this a little bit, but it was leaning really hard into like the absurd like kind of aspect of it like it was the sinkhole episode where i was like okay i'm not i don't like i just don't care um and we've now we're now moving past some things so uh
1: if you can get past the first season i think there's some real like it's a show that really dives into philosophy Mm -hmm. and that sort of thing especially after season one
0: that that's what i've heard and that's kind of why it's one of those shows where i heard after season one that everyone really liked it and people have always been a little surprised that i never got into it and i'm like i'm not averse to giving it another try so Mm -hmm. i already am less impatient with it now than i was when i first tried to watch also came out in 2016 and like fall of 2016 so i'm like oh man what a different time that was yeah maybe now i have more patience for a show
1: yeah you know it's also (laughs) i think what they needed to get to, like, I think it takes like the first season for you to go, ah, I see what you want to do with this. Let's, let's go. And that's hard to do on a week by week basis. Like until you reach that, like. Yeah. Flip.
0: I think so many shows benefit from being not necessarily binged of like, all I'm going to do this weekend is watch the show, but just watching it in much closer succession than week by week. I think crazy ex girlfriend is a great example of that. I didn't start watching it until, at least the first season was out, if not two seasons. And I definitely wouldn't have kept watching it if I was like week by week. Yeah. You really kind of need things to really pick up. It's not like to like episode nine where you're kind of like, oh, the show understands what it's doing. Same thing with Succession. I didn't start, I binged the first season. So
1: that's one we need to watch because uh, Kieran Culkin is in some of Fargo.
0: Mm. And so that was fun to see. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Emmy award winning
1: Kieran Culkin
0: put some respect on his name trying um, to
1: pepsi swill and fuller kieran culkin
0: just uh, as i said on instagram now my two and a half if not longer year campaign to get him an emmy for succession has come to an end and i'm just i'm so proud and i'd like to thank the academy for listening to me finally so
1: what is the whole deal with him and pedro pascal is it just them oh, uh- I don't goofing know. Goofing on I, each I other. Okay. Yeah,
0: I've heard it some some fake feud. I, I had no frame of reference for it. So whenever comments were made about it on Monday, I was like, I feel like I'm supposed to know what this is, and I have no idea. So
1: it just felt like two buddies being goofballs. He, but
0: yes, it felt like like a bit. Did you did you and Tara watch the Emmys?
1: No, I don't.
0: Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um. I mean, shows that you like were honored. Like, don't y'all watch The Bear?
1: Yes, her cousin won an Emmy
0: oh my gosh yes i meant to i meant to text you when i was watching i was like wait terrorist cousin just won an emmy
1: and then did a weird rap for his acceptance speech that had wrestling references
0: <laughs> it, it, was, it was not my favorite part of the show but uh he's I, I a weird
1: be, dude
0: i was glad to be you know one degree of separation two degrees of separation from an emmy winner so. have you
1: watched blackbird or that
0: no you've recommended it to me yeah. um and i i haven't um Add that to a list of things that have been recommended to me that I haven't watched. It's on Apple TV, right?
1: Mm-hmm. I've literally started a uh, spreadsheet with stuff that, like, I'm like the I want to watch this with Tara, and it's got mm. like columns in it that are like, what do you need to know, and then like links to like like when Reacher season two came out, I'm like, holy crap, Tara, Reacher season two's come out. She's like, great, what's Reacher? I'm like, it's a show that you watched and you loved like you were so into she's like i don't remember it we got about two minutes into the recap she's like oh i remember the show okay now we can watch season two i was like okay and then she did the exact same thing she did in season one which the whole time just was going look at how big that guy is because the like lead is humongous
0: what am i thinking of okay there's reacher and then is there jack reacher
1: yes so it's it's a series of books and are, are they connected? Yes. So okay, okay. The movies. There's two Jack Reacher movies starring Tom Cruise, which everybody who read the books went. Tom Cruise is not Jack Reacher. Like that's okay. great. You th- like, and then they did this show, which I haven't seen the movies. I heard the first movie's good, the second movies whatever, but the show, like, Jack Reacher, the whole point, like, they spend most of the show talking about how humongous he is. There's literally a part where he's fighting people, and someone goes to punch him, and he blocks the punch with his forehead. Like, he is a monster. That's the whole point of it. And then he's also very, not, like, overly, like, Sherlock smart, but he's very smart. He's, he, he was an army investigator. Mm -hmm. And then he just, he got kicked out of the army, and he, like, doesn't keep, he doesn't He doesn't keep any clothes. He just goes to a thrift store and sells whatever he was wearing and buys new clothes. He gets enough money to get on a... Like, like, he's homeless. But it's like a self-done homeless thing. And the whole point of the first... Like, the first few minutes of the first season are he gets off a bus in this small Georgia town, goes in to get a, a, a piece of pie from a diner, and they, like think he murdered someone and the whole thing is him trying to get back to that piece of pie like and it turns out like the person they thought he murdered was his brother and it's all this whole thing it's 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 great it's really good like if you like kind of detective stuff and they do some really smart things with the characters in the writing and it's just like i said the main character is is just you know 250 pounds of pure muscle six foot four and just walks into a scene and you're like he had a duck to get through the door. <laughs> like, it's hilarious.
0: So one last question before we really do need to get to Fraser. Mm-hmm. Uh What is the John Krasinski series? That's Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan. Which okay. is
1: the character from Hunt for Red October, yes. Clear and Present Danger, et cetera, yes. et cetera, et
0: cetera. Yep, yep. Okay, okay. Which is uh, one we were
1: also thinking of watching. I think that's on the, the list.
0: So uh, John Krasinski is like, number two celebrity crush for me number one obviously being Colin Firth uh and so one of my friends will just (laughs) she and her husband watch Jack Ryan and she'll just occasionally like send me a picture of her tv with like John Krasinski walking around with like his shirt off and she's like how are you not watching this show
1: on on Jack Ryan yes (laughs) I told so the last episode of season two of Reacher comes out on Friday which is Tara's birthday and I made a what? comment. I was like, oh, after we're done, we can come back and you get a you can get an eye full of Reacher. And she, like without thinking, she just goes, mmm. And I was like, excuse me. Because <laughs> um. he keeps like, he'll like, again, he's always like going into a thrift store. He's like, I need new clothes. And I'm like, why? He's like, this one's got blood on it, or whatever. <laughs> and they're like, ugh. Like, and he like takes his shirt off and just grabs whatever. The funny thing is, he grabs whatever off the rack. And Tara the whole time goes, There's no way there's anything his size at that thrift store. And then I told her the other day. I think it's funny that he he goes. I don't really care what I wear, and it's always like a super tight, like just gray or blue or one single color shirt. And what it should be, if this was real, is like I don't care what I wear, and he grabs something and it's like, you know, Bahama Weekend 20- 2004, <laughs> or like one of the, like Tweety Bird, <laughs> or like really bad old T shirts. Mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. that would be hilarious if it was just stuff like that. He's like trying to intimidate people, and his shirts are like you know, Stussy or whatever we used to wear back in the day.
0: Well, uh, on that note, speaking of things back in the day, should we get to the episodes of Frasier that aired back in the day?
1: <sighs> a stretch. Hello, Seattle. I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're the Craniacs. Uh, we talk about what we're watching this week. And one thing we did watch this week was Frasier. Season 11, episode 7, Coots and Ladders. Uh, I know I've said this before, but this is... I think I even said it last time. I, th- I love this title. This title made me like giggle on its own.
0: <laughs> it's good. Uh, what Do you have the IMDb synopsis? Because I, I have the Hulu do. one.
1: I do. Through a series of unnecessary, of uh, excuse me, uh, through a series of unnecessarily detailed flashbacks, Frazier confesses to Niles that he has stolen a small trinket from an elderly neighbor's apartment. Directed by Kelsey Grammer.
0: Oh, mm-hmm. um, so Hulu says Frazier pulls off a daring theft.
1: No, he doesn't. Isn't that the? Well, I no, guess he, he d- does. It's the it's the daring return that's the problem.
0: <laughs> yes. So okay, so uh, listeners, full disclosure: uh, we are recording this on a Wednesday. I watched this episode on Saturday because we were originally going to record on Sunday. So this episode is now five days old uh, in my mind. So just, well, if I'm I watched like, it what?
1: this, I watched it this morning uh, today. Excuse me. And uh, my first note, Laurel, is another Crane Boys mystery. I was really excited when Kel- uh, Kelsey, geez, when Fraser calls Niles over and is like, I've committed a terrible crime. And there's the mm-hmm. thunder and all that. But the whole thing is the whole fir- it's kind of like two acts in this uh, episode. It's the first act, which is him describing the uh, crime and the way we get to the crime. And there's kind of a little bit of another like fictional, not, not necessarily fictional, but a little bit of absurd way that they're doing it where it's like Niles will jump ahead of the story and then they'll show it from like Niles presumption of what's going to happen. Yes. And then there's also like Frasier's the, the joke of like how Frazier sees things, which I feel like you could go back through the series through Fraser vision mm-hmm. of him. Like when he's the whole point is he feels left out because he doesn't, he's, single and alone and it's Mm -hmm. his dad's with um ronnie and and now's with daphne and but the way he sees the scene is they're like we're so happy like and like rubbing it in his face and i'm like maybe that explains why fraser is the way he is because this is how he sees these (laughs) these circumstances
0: that's true and i also think to fraser it's it's not only a little bit of loneliness it's also a little bit of ego like Mm -hmm. he's someone who's like i like to be successful at things i like to be successful in all aspects of my life that includes being in a successful relationship, and that's like yeah. the nut he can't crack. So Right, right,
1: right. Um, we have a celebrity caller from Helen Mirren.
0: Oh, thank you. I'm just now realizing I did not write down who it was. Yes. There she's Babette. She calls in about her uh, kleptomania tendencies. Yes,
1: which leads to what Fraser does. Um, basically, he goes and he's helping his, his elderly neighbor, who... I'm like why didn't we have more of this character? I love her whole like good old reliable Fraser, always here to work, you know, like rubbing it in, mm-hmm. which again mm-hmm. could have been seen through Fraser vision or not, but it that part really made me laugh. Um and then he goes in and he like is helping her. What? I forgot what he's helping her do.
0: Change a light bulb. Change
1: a light bulb. And he steals something this little metal he finds. Mm-hmm. And then he's like the whole, the second act is he convinces Niles to help him put it back because She leaves. She gave him a key because she knew he would always be there. Like, there's a part where she's like, "We'll have a date tonight," and he's like, "Oh God, she has a date and I don't." Um, And then the whole thing is him, you know, trying to get the 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 metal back. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of what else I have in here. I wanted to point out one thing, and I think there was a couple things that happened specifically in this episode where it felt like, okay, so one is. Someone was parking in Fraser's parking spot, and he says he gets a hammer. And Niles goes, "Fraser, you went down and destroyed the car." And then you see Kelsey Grammar mm-hmm. like destroy the car. The crowd like went nuts when he did that. They were like, oh, and then started laughing eventually. But there was like a legit gasp of, "Fraser, how could you?" Yes. <laughs> like, uh,
0: also, I, I want to note that he that Audi that was parked in his spot looked very old. He oh, made some I comment didn't. about it and I was like, this looked like it was a mid-90s Audi.
1: I didn't clock that at all. It's probably whatever they could get. But the other time I, I think they did that is there's a scene later where they're looking at old pictures and what was it? It was it was Niles, why are you hanging out with this lampshade and the uh or why are you hanging out with this lamp and he and and the punchline to the joke was oh that's maris with her blah 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 hat
0: oh yes they're looking at photos um it's photos from martin and ronnie's engagement party and fraser like hey these turned out pretty well did you finally use that camera i got you yeah and that were like 10 years <laughs> it was like from 10 years ago he's like yeah still had half a roll of film in it so <laughs> the pictures are not only from ronnie and martin's engagement party but they're also from like i, I don't know something 10 years ago for our
1: younger like, for a younger yeah. craniac, sometimes when you had film, you would finish off a role and not realize it was at the beginning of that role.
0: Exactly, and finish it off with different events and stuff. Yes. Um, yeah, you're right, Miles. Why are you why are you spending time with that lampshade? No, that's Maris.
1: That's Maris. Like it's Maris in a whatever hat. And there is one member For of the audience Miles. who laughs before everybody else. Like he goes, like like he goes, uh, Niles, why are you spending time with that lamp? And then there's one single like in the it like that person knew what was coming because i did too as soon as she says like oh this is gonna be a maris joke but it was just funny to me that one person in the audience picked it up i, I don't know why i was so clued into the audience in this episode but there are just two things i was really found amusing
0: uh one thing i want to know about the neighbor who asked fraser to come and change her light bulb hurt the building will change the light bulb for her but like fraser had to get up on a on a ladder i was like yeah no the building would come and yeah. do that for you was it the what sa- are your maintenance fees going for?
1: Was it the same ladder that Niles was on? Was it the the ladder or was it a different one? I don't remember.
0: No, I think it was the same ladder because that's why Niles gets on it at the end when they're in her apartment is to put the metal back where he found it.
1: And is his like that ladder uh, uh, I, I this is how I remember it, I could be wrong, but it's like a library ladder, like the one yes. that goes like the the one that bells like I want more yes, and like does that whole thing. Yes. Um I think that I think I was just singing Part of Your World. That's not what I meant. But anyway. Um I I think, a, like, I'm not one to, ha- I like, there's no point in my life, I'm like, I wish I had a mansion, but there is part of me that I would love a library with a library ladder that does that uh, little... I
0: think we've talked about this before, because I think I've alluded to the old Half Price books in Dallas, that it was, like, in an old house or oh, something, yeah, and yeah, it yeah. had some ladders like that, but it was, like, staff use only, and I was like, but i will say i i think i've talked about this before in here too but i do occasionally have meetings in a really like storied room that has a bunch of books oh and it has a ladder like that but it's it's i think it's on like the second level and it's not necessary it's anyway all all that to say i can't really jump on the ladder and (laughs) and and just go flying around the room sadly do it on
1: your last day
0: yeah i'll to find a reason to go to that that room on my last day but um yeah no, I, uh, I think
1: those letters are cool. That's one thing I would like is a nice little reading room. Except then it, it like you see the books that are always in there. Mine would always be like Stephen King paperbacks and like <laughs> yes. graphic novels and things that are like, well, this kind of ruins the effect, but I still just be like, We <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I it needs to have a corner. That's all I want. Like you can have like three bookshelves and two bookshelves as long as there's the, the like rounded corner.
0: <laughs> yes. Um so Frazier and Niles go to put the metal that Frazier's lifted from his name. What's his neighbor's name? I didn't write it down.
1: I didn't either. I'll look it up okay. while you continue. By the way, I want to point out that I think this is very good this bit.
0: Uh, they go to return the, slip the metal back into her apartment and before they can leave her they, they think she's returning but it's actually all of her family and friends. Coming for a surprise party that they're throwing for her.
1: When they come in and they're like, "Okay, everybody hide!" I'm like, "Oh, this is hilarious, genius!" Like, mm-hmm. and then she comes in with her date, and they're like, "Surprise!" And then Fraser and Niles just come <laughs> out like yes. part of it. Fraser, so smart. Yeah, it was so, so smart. funny. And then there are Everyone's immediately like, "Wait, who are you? When did you get here?"
0: And I love when the, the person who's like, I closed the door and you weren't behind me. He's like, no, I slipped in and you didn't notice. And he's like asking questions. It's like, oh, stop interrogating him. We'll have to forgive him. He's a district attorney.
1: Yeah. It was just all these setups. The, I, I will say the best thing if you're, if you're one of those people that's watching it and you're like, for some reason, like, you know, with the awkward humor, you're worried they're going to get in trouble. They don't. But it's still funny watching them try to get out of this. Opal is, that, uh, is her first name. I don't have it billed as a last name.
0: Okay, Opal, okay. Played uh, by
1: Estelle Parsons, known for Bonnie and Clyde and Rachel Rachel, Watermelon Man, and Dick Tracy. Wait,
0: we've she's called in before. I
1: was just about to say, I feel like she's recently we, called in.
0: Yes, like this season, or if not this season, then definitely last season. But not, because we've definitely talked about Estelle Parsons because I, remember it turns out I was yes. uh, misremembering who she was. I was thinking she was George's mom on Seinfeld.
1: Yes, yes 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 now she is she is billed as two episodes Frasier light so yes this season oh uh, yeah that
0: was this season. that was a weight loss episode
1: yes and it is she is it's the one where a bunch of people call and it's like stanley tucci yeah it's stanley tucci penny marshall estelle parsons and hillary duff it's all them calling as a family
0: oh that's right okay okay yeah, okay. So that's we we can forgive
1: this. We've got a lot of people showing up in the flesh that were callers. We have some, one next next episode as well. Um
0: uh, So th- the whole bit is, I is I they, little, Oh, go ahead. No, I was just say this is where I get a little fuzzy as to like the yeah. the S- resolution of this. So
1: this is apparently a, the the metal they've stolen is one she got for getting like bronze and the 1940 something Olympics no
0: 1936 Olympics in Berlin and she like refused to shake Hitler's hand which was
1: what was the real she goes oh he it was just sweaty is all or something like that it was really funny I like that bit but the whole time it turns into the most over-the-top thing and it's so ridiculous that that's what made me laugh where that he's like trying to he's like telling a story and it's the stupidest story about like which cookie he she picked and while Niles is doing this, and they all turn and look at Niles, and he's up there and he's panicking. And he's like, Oh, he's uh, he, see, uh, he sees a spider and he's afraid of that. And then it's he's up there, you can't look at him. This is you know, he keeps doing the whole it's so f- it's so over the top to he's, me. That he's was coming really Coming up making with like
0: phobias that, that and disorders that Niles has, which is like, Don't look at him because he has a fear of people looking at him. It was a fear then. of
1: people looking at him, a fear of spiders, and a fear of heights, or as he called it, arachnoacro agoraphobia.
0: <laughs> yes. Also, the, the woman who was like, I didn't see a spider. I'm like, ma'am, were you looking for a spider? Yeah, what, were how big? <laughs> Do you know how small spiders can be?
1: Um, Yeah, the whole thing is 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 really funny, I think. And he ends up like on Fraser's shoulders and they just walk out. Yes. It's yes. so oh, over the right. top and strange. That's right,
0: that's how it happens. But at one point, Niles goes into... We're getting to your favorite part, I know. Niles goes into the host's bedroom, to Opal's bedroom, right? The medal is in his pocket,
1: and they take his jacket, and they put it in the room. That's right.
0: So he goes in, and what do we find in Opal's bedroom?
1: Uh, A woman's... Do we have a name for this? Do we just the Laurel Nap, the the Laurel Special? What is it called?
0: So a Laurel Nap is actually something very different. There is a trademarked Laurel Nap that has oh. three rules, which I will get into. But this is this is just the the it's 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 the New Year's special. It's my party nap that I take on New Year's on the host bed mm-hmm. at a party on top of coats under coats. You know, just uh, coats are always involved though for the most part because for some reason we think we need to put people's coats on the host bed. So. And there is a, part, a patron, an elderly patron, who is asleep on Opal's bed on top of all the coats.
1: I love that they don't really address it. They're just like, this is a thing people do. So I guess that's, you know, normalize, be a, valid- party to normalize you. a party nap. Normalize
0: a party nap. No, thank you for asking about a Laurel nap. Um, a Laurel nap, all one word with the N capitalized, uh, is something I really developed during the pandemic uh, when I became very good at like power naps during the day and i forgot the, about your napology rules. minor yes <laughs> i mean what what's great is that people will now send me nap content they find on instagram and be like thought you should see this and i just uh, my brand <laughs> nap is so content strong. my brand is so strong uh the first rule of the laurel nap is uh you cannot be under talk the about
1: covers. laurel nap oh sorry
0: <laughs> no you can't be under the covers like you can't be it can't be like bedtime you can have a you have to be on top of your covers you can have a like throw blanket on top of you, but none of this, like you could be mistaken for going to bed. None of that. Cause that's, that's a recipe for disaster. Second rule, you must set an alarm. Even if you're like, I don't think I'm going to fall asleep. Even if you're like, Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't usually take naps for very long. You must set an alarm there. there yeah, there's no compromise on that. Third, you need to have something to get out of bed for. It could be a grocery pickup. It could be you need to eat dinner. It could be something. You need to have something that will get you out of bed, like, pretty much as soon as the alarm goes off. You're meeting somebody for something. You have someone coming over. Just your dog needs to go out, but you need to have something that will get you out of bed or else you will turn off your alarm and you will fall right back asleep. Those are the three rules of the Laurel nap to be compliant. I can't compliant. believe you
1: just put that out there free. We may have to.
0: Charge for it. Yeah. For just three payments of 1999, you will get one rule ev- with every payment. <laughs> um,
1: I think that's pretty much the end of it. Like, yeah, I think it is. Um, what did you give this one?
0: I give this one probably five guests asleep on coats. I oh. don't think I, I. I don't think I enjoyed it as much as you did. No, um, I really enjoyed it, but I had some chuckles in it. So.
1: Uh. Oh, I forgot there's a couple things I do want to talk about. N- no you insane twit. The delivery of that line. I can't remember why he said it, but it really made me laugh. And the other thing I want to point out, there's a point where there's a joke made about one of them like being one of the older women being attracted to Harry Truman. Oh, Harry Truman is my great-grandfather's cousin, which would make him my cousin three times removed according to uh, the the, the, mm-hmm. the very quick uh thing I did on there. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I gave it seven out of ten. Tickle me tol- Tolstoy's, which was the toy they were talking about at the beginning that Fraser took Niles out of the educated children's toy dis- uh convention or something.
0: I don't remember this at all, but I take your word for it that it happened. I don't remember, It
1: was, but it was like the first thing they said. Someone said "Tickle me Tolstoy," and I immediately went, "Well, that's what I'm. That's that'll Amazing. be my <laughs> my grading metric of mm-hmm. this episode." Mm-hmm. Um the next episode folks season 11 episode 18 match game uh mm-hmm. Fr- fraser runs into charlotte a matchmaker looking eagerly for new clients fraser declines her help but changes his mind after a disastrous encounter with an ex-girlfriend
0: so hulu i don't even have to look it up i didn't have to write it down is fraser begins to use a matchmaking service
1: <laughs> they really like or somebody, somebody, somebody up had to for go home early that day
0: <laughs> i think it's fraser signs up for a matchmaking service so yeah
1: um uh, What did you think in general about this one?
0: This one did not go where I thought it was going, Um, which I don't know if we want to necessarily put the cart before the horse. So the A plot is Fraser does run into Charlotte, a matchmaker who's played by Laura Lenny. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, do we need to have a small sidebar about Laura Lenny?
1: What's, What's her big thing? Like to me, it's so love actually is probably her thing i've seen the most but
0: love actually she's also she was in ozark for and you know that was on for like six seasons with jason bateman about the family who were were kind of drug runners uh, at lake of the ozarks um she's been nominated for several oscars from like the savages to you can count on me (laughs) to uh
1: teenage mutant ninja turtles out of the shadows apparently
0: yes i was definitely going to say that um she was oh she was in john adams i was just you about to say john she's
1: Adam. abigail adams i just
0: yeah i think she, i know she won an emmy for that um she also if anybody was a downton abbey fan and watched Downton Abbey or watches masterpiece at all on pbs for the longest time she was the person at the very uh, at the start of every episode Downton Abbey would be like i'm laura lenny and this is masterpiece <laughs> And then at the end of every Downton Abbey episode, she would be the voiceover for, on the next Downton Abbey. And I remember there was a there's a few very sad Downton Abbey episodes, but there was one that was just, there was a death that was especially, like, gut-wrenching, and the episode ended, and it was like, oh. and then she's like, on the next Downton Abbey, and I went, give us a moment, Laura Linney!
1: Primal Fear is the one, I feel like, the first oh. big one she's in. I mean, she's in, like, Congo and stuff that, like, were real, like, big movies, but...
0: She's also in a terrible movie that I saw in the theater. I'm embarrassed to say, called The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Um, she plays a woman who's defending a priest against manslaughter charges after the girl he's performing an exorcism on dies. It's a terrible movie. She's mm. great in it, but it's a terrible movie.
1: I have not seen that one. Got a 6.7 though. Not seem too bad for a horror movie. Um, but yeah, I it's, Truman shows another one I remember her from because she has that great bit where Truman's freaking out, and she just grabs the thing. She's like, Why don't you have some of this Mo Coco drink made from the finest cocoa? And like does an ad in the middle of like his freaking mm-hmm. out. And he's like, Who the hell are you talking to? Like, it's so amazing. It's one of my favorite scenes. But uh, yeah, so she kind of like he gets off on the wrong floor, and yes. Frazier does. And
0: uh, I was confused at first as to what building he was in. And I realized he was in where he has private practice.
1: Right, right, right. And he comes to her place and you know to her, and, sh- and she's very kind of pushy with like, "Well, you must need this matchmaking service, which I you know as this thing's going on, um I keep going, well at least she's a she's a, she's a really you know go get a business person. Mm-hmm. I'm into her into this like her mentality up until the point we realize that this service costs ten thousand dollars.
0: okay, so here's a question thousand dollars. <laughs> So have you heard about like high-end matchmaking services and stuff that like, I remember when I used to read in flight magazines, there was always ads for it's just lunch, which is like the matchmaking service for like the busy professional who doesn't have time to waste and wants to have like curated dates given to them and stuff, which I, I know I read some, some point that people had sued it's just lunch because they were like, oh but that one I want to say was a few thousand dollars. I have heard about high-end matchmaking services, though.
1: Mm-hmm. I, that
0: I, I I don't know how much they exist anymore, but that a-
1: ten thousand dollars for a matchmaking service in two thousand four sounds like it feels like the Austin Powers joke of like not knowing how much money, where it's like $1 right. million, and then the second one like $100 billion or whatever. And
0: Well, my question is just like, what do you get for $10,000? Does she promise to set you up on X number of dates? Do you work with her for an X amount of time? Like, I, I think it's smart of her to say, I need all of the money up front, because somebody could easily get dejected after a few dates, as Frazier does. But I, I was just like, I don't know. I was like, I need to know more about this. But a friend of a friend started to use and it was either they used it's just lunch or there was another matchmaking service they were about to use they were widowed and uh didn't like i don't want to be like didn't have time for love but like ran her own business and was just like i just don't have like a lot of like i don't have time to waste on like awkward first dates i need somebody to kind of already do the vetting for me and stuff and right when she was about to start uh like, working with this person, she met her now husband.
1: I mean, so. I remember when I was doing online dating for a while, like, I got on Match.com, which was, like, $30 a month, and I was like, oh, oh boy, this is kind of a big chunk mm-hmm. out of my budget. And then she came in, and it was, like, $10,000. I was like, like, well, it just blew my mind, and I could not get over that for the rest of the episode.
0: And and she she talks to fraser a little bit about what he's looking for and fraser says you know he's looking for the the woman where like he lies awake at night after mm-hmm. their first date thinking about her and stuff uh ryan did you like lie awake and lie awake at night after your first date with tara
1: um she does not listen to the podcast that much anymore so i will tell you i don't really remember uh if you are listening to this episode tara of course of course
0: you're like already doodling her name in a. Uh in a in a notebook.
1: No, um, we've had we've had this talk before. Where she she went on like two internet dates. I was internet date two. She was and she was just like, I mean, this is gonna sound like I'm bragging, but she has said that she was really into me from like minute one. I mean, I guess Aww. I guess if I'm your thing, then I'm <laughs> then I can understand that. And I was like, I'd been on a few, so she, uh, you know, obviously she was intriguing to me after the first one. But like, I don't think I was like, this is the one because I'd been on a few dates and you know I. I think at the time was also trying to like, I could, I could be kind of a serial dater. <laughs> like, you know, so I was like, this one's great. Oh, I love this. She's the best. And then, you know, like two dates later, I'm like, oh, I'm out.
0: Well, yeah, I was, I've definitely had first dates that were really positive, And mm-hmm. then on the second date be like, Oh, that was just some first date. Like we used all of our best material on the first date. And now it's like completely different or also like, Oh, I had a good time on a first date you kind of follow up with the person and it doesn't really go anywhere. And you're like, okay. So
1: no, ours was really felt like we had so much more to talk about, which was the, I think that was the change in the dates I'd been going on. And I went, Oh, this is interesting. So like, I recognized the difference, but I don't think I was like, this is the one, you know, like, like, oh, you know, yeah. it, was, it was at least date two or three before I figured that out. Um, takes me a little longer, but, um, yeah, I mean, that's the other thing. What if you spent 10 grand and then the first date, it's like perfect. It's like, you feel bad being like this, didn't feel like i get 10 grand worth of <laughs> services or, or
0: or did you this person I just saved know. you so much time and money and i thought she made a good point when frazier was like ten thousand dollars and she was like how much did you spend on those 10 years of bad dates and i was like
1: touche charlotte but still if she would have said five grand i'd be like whoa that's a lot but for some reason 10 grand was just like way outside the realm of reality for me i could not get over
0: it i would have done some sort of like okay intro up front for like the first you know four people i set you up with is this much of me getting to know you we meet like after each of those dates we talk about like what well what didn't what you're looking for hone this in and then after that it's like two thousand dollars a month or something it
1: it felt like the scene in ghostbusters after they catch slimer and they're like telling the guy how much it's going to cost and like egon's just throwing numbers like like doing like four one he's like and he's like throwing them at bill murray and bill murray's like oh so it's going to come to any like Tells him what it's gonna be. And he's like, five thousand dollars. And the guy's like five thousand dollars won't pay it. And Laurel, that was half as much as getting a date, and that was for catching ghosts. This is BS.
0: In the 80s, inflation. <laughs> uh okay, so anyway, uh Frasier starts to go on dates, and the first woman, I mean, she for, for the first for the first few moments seems great. She seems age-appropriate for Frasier. She's the, a science teacher.
1: The run of bad dates is really good, yeah.
0: And uh fraser says you know asked like what what science do you teach and she's like well biology with a focus on creationism and i was like oh here we go
1: yeah to which my note was oh no yep, a lot of
0: <laughs> yep. uh and it turns out that she was it, it's kind of part of like a religious cult is it, that, it feels is that... like it's
1: like brother something taught us yeah, about she's people like brother
0: like William is really thinks it's really important to drill this into to six-year-olds right now mm-hmm. so that before their mind gets warped.
1: And then the um, next one is Rachel Dratch making an appearance who oh, severely so underrated comedic actress.
0: A hundred percent. A hundred percent. She is also like her style is so perfect for like tacky 2002, 2003. She's wearing like really high up on her arm, a snake bracelet, like Cleopatra mm-hmm. and like, has like really dangly earrings and everything. It's just making like really like crude jokes about like getting wasted in, in cabo and waking up with some guy's underwear on her head and
1: <laughs> And then they go through some other ones and let me let me grab uh let me see where is this episode but they go through and all of these women are like billed as like wig date like is the next one. <laughs>
0: okay, I have to say I thought that was a little insensitive because when she like, like, scr- like scratches her head and moves her way, she has really short hair. And I was like, yeah, what if this woman
1: like, had cancer had- or something? Had yeah,
0: cancer? Or what if this woman has alopecia or like Did there's many reasons why you could lose your hair that I was like, what an odd not really funny thing because it's implying like there's something weird about this woman because she's wearing a wig that looks like very normal hair
1: i thought i didn't see that it was short to me it looked like it was just more hair like like i didn't catch it like that i i mean i have to go back and look but i thought it was you know out of everything there it was definitely the least offensive of everything the other ones yeah. were a woman in a very strange dress, and then the last one was clearly a teenager, <laughs> which was and ridiculous. Around
0: the time of the teenager one, I started to be like, "I'm sorry, Laura Lenny's not a good matchmaker. Yeah. She has doesn't have good clients. This is not worth ten thousand dollars." And uh, so Just... Fraser t- tells his family, like he's going to ask, he's going on this one last date, and he's going to ask for his money back, and they're all taking place at the same restaurant. Smart, so the set deck team only has to have one oh, set point, for all point. of these dates. Uh, and Laura Linney shows up and she's like, I'm so sorry, your date just called to cancel and Frazier's like, yeah, you know, I you've set me up with like terrible dates, so I, I would like my money back. Right. And they get into an argument and she tries to storm out and she trips as she storms out. It's like the heel on her shoe breaks or something. And she starts crying on the floor of the restaurant. I also want to say this was the the shot that Hulu picked for the like place card for the episode when you start it it's laura lenny sitting on the floor with her hair all messed up and it looks like in the photo she's looking at a knife turns out she's looking at her shoe (laughs) um but i was like what happens in this episode and she starts crying and she's saying that it's just a you know it's just the perfect end to like a really crappy day and she tells Fraser she can't give him a check the next day for his money because she spent it she lost her money
1: lost her last company to her ex-husband
0: ex-husband in the meantime, Fraser has at one point she gets up to go talk to women at the bar. Like she goes to the bar and she's talking to those women about Fraser. This is before they've really gotten into the argument. And Fraser flips through the notebook she had brought that she said is full of women, and he knows that notices that there are five yeah. photos in there, and the rest of the her binder
1: of women. If you remember that, yes? bit.
0: oh Mitt Romney. Oh, bless him.
1: But uh, yeah, then then the, I I was kind of watching this going. I think that I know where this is going, and it and it did. It's where she ends up sitting at the table and he like buys her dinner and they have a date. Like they have a really mm-hmm. good date. It's, it's, it's not officially a date, but mm-hmm. they have the best for, you know, where they're laughing and they're talk, talking about all this stuff. And
0: and she's commiserating about having to like live with her mother again. So yes. like, I'm 35. I live with my mother and Frazier's like, my father lives with me.
1: Yeah. And 11 she's like, years oh, like, now.
0: <laughs> yes. And doesn't she say like, when, like w- w- when do you get used to it or when do like they stop annoying you or something? And Frazier's like, I'll let you know when it happens or yeah. something. <laughs> It's 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 a cute band. but she says that she's started to date somebody, right? Doesn't she, she say that she has
1: a boyfriend? That's just kind of a new thing, but he okay. The the end is a shot of Fraser in bed, and it's late, and he's up, obviously thinking about her. Mm-hmm. Um, which just feels late in the last season to kind of throw this in. It feels like this is something that should have been seeded a little earlier, but
0: yeah, yeah, I I feel like if this is something that extends. I assume we're gonna see Laura Lenny again. I feel like this is something that extends through, through the end of the season. It does feel a little like, mm-hmm. oh, let's just have Fraser have some sort of happiness. However, we have seen Frazier in relationships for four or five episodes that still tank. So Right.
1: Um the B plot of this one is all about uh Niles and Daphne having friends who are also pregnant, and then like how absolutely insuff- insufferable they are. I hated yeah, this couple. Very-
0: they're very like probably as hippie as you can get and still dress the way they do. Cause they dress very like normally they're not, they don't seem like super granola crunchy people in all aspects of their life. But like they bring all of their food to Nervosa and anywhere they go because they don't, they're not the wife isn't consuming processed sugar or gluten and all of these other things. He, some of the things they were talking about though, I'm like, Oh, this is actually kind of commonplace now, like hiring a doula. Okay. Pretty normal now. Right uh when they were like what are you gonna do with your placenta i was like oh so many people take placenta pills you have the placenta turned into pills that you take after you right. have the baby that helped with like postpartum depression and a lot of other things and
1: they were like we're gonna plant it in a tree which was mm-hmm. like so minor compared to what the reality is now um it's interesting to me like this is a weird place my brain went, but when they're when I started thinking about like, oh yeah, people eat the placenta now. That's not that's not cannibalism. We're not calling that like what is that?
0: Well, it's
1: having just watched I mean, no, a lot of Hannibal. <laughs> it's
0: it's not it's not cannibalism. They they do something. It also I, I don't know. It, it's it's like your own placenta.
1: I guess so. it's like is chewing your are is chewing your nails <laughs> like yeah. I guess I don't know. Um, I uh, it's apparently
0: full of nutrients because it's how you know the baby is connected to the mom, so it's how the baby like gets nutrients and stuff from the mom. So yeah. Placenta is like very rich and
1: pills feel like the best way if I needed to take that that I could handle
0: that. Yeah. Also, can we? I really don't want to say the word placenta again for the rest of the pod. <laughs> so, um,
1: what was I going to say? Yeah. So like they're insufferable. So of course, Niles they start trying to emulate them. They get a, a doula. They do all this stuff. Where was Nile
0: I? starts having sympathy pains, you know, saying that he's gained weight and yes, oh, that his breasts are tender.
1: I know why I was talking about this because because they meet their doula while they're with Roz and Roz talking to them about because she's like, oh, I you don't want pills. I thought you want to be awake for the birth of your child. And Roz yes, starts I, going into all the pain they'll have, a drug free birth, cracking me up when she's like. You ever heard a Dr. Yank out a tooth? And she's like, yes. Yeah. She's like, yeah, a tooth is that big. Like, it shows yeah. that. And a
0: tooth without Novocaine?
1: Yeah. And then the they kind of, like, poo-poo Roz and send her on her way. And on the way out, she's like, right, I'll take off. And then she pulls a hair out of Daphne's head. And Daphne's like, ow! She goes, times a million. And that mm-hmm. made me really, really laugh. I love that whole scene of her explaining that. I, I don't remember how it. Oh, I know what it is. She comes over with the video of their friend's birth, and their friend is like screaming and yelling the whole time. And Ross. yeah, like, it's like, "Kill me now, put yeah, me yeah, out yeah. of my
0: misery." All these things, and I love that. That's really all it took for Daphne to be like, "Oh, nope, nope." Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, and I think we talked about this because you've had kidney stones, right?
1: Well, did I tell you about the last one I had where I was? So I had one like, or quote, I'm going to put in big quotes that I had one. I was on the ground in the bathroom like screaming and Tara's like we got to go to the ER and I go okay fine and I finally get myself up and as I'm getting up the pain just drains out of me and I'm like okay that's weird and I went to the to the uh urologist and they're like we see no sign that you had a kidney stone at all like when they looked like they there's no you know excuse me blood in your urine there's absolutely nothing on the yeah. CT scan there's blah 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 mm-hmm. so Now I'm like, well, great. I go, well, great. Well, what was it? And they're like, well, we don't know. Go see your regular doctor. Regular doctor's like the only way I can tell what it is. If if you go to somewhere when you're having it. So I'm like, cool. I just had this phantom, like debilitating on the ground pain. Yeah. But yeah, it, it sucks. Now, I also haven't. You, like, years also...
0: ago, though, had one. Like, it was early on in our podcast because I seem to remember you, like, having to reschedule very yes. early on in our podcasting.
1: I, I, that one, I actually had one, but, like, I never passed it as far as I know it just went away. And then I had the whole thing where I thought I had one. They said they thought they saw one. They, I went and had a uroscopy. And as I woke up out of, you know, um, anesthesia they're like yeah we didn't find anything and i was like well what you know so like now i'm in this whole like what's going on like there i just have this Mm. kidney pain but yeah it it was awful and it sucked and the one i had felt like someone was putting rebar like through my belly button and out my back that's how bad it hurt
0: well so you know kidney stones are often like considered as painful second only to childbirth Mm -hmm. like childbirth without drugs and everything and i asked her i have a friend who uh has had kidney stones and has, has had two children. And she said that, uh, if a 10 is like labor before you get the drugs, a kidney stone is like a seven on that scale. So she's like, mm. it's still really painful. Like, yeah. When she had kidney stones before, like, you know, you figured out what it was and everything. She had like thrown up on herself in the car on yeah. the way to the hospital. And in the hospital, when she was like back in the ER room, Thought she was going to die, and so picked a song to sing to herself as the last song she would hear before
1: oh my she died. God,
0: she was like, I. She was just. She was like, I was delirious from pain. Like yeah. I, like I thought, this is this is, I must be dying, and I, I guess what would be the last song I want to hear. And I was I don't, sure. I, don't I was, was sure
1: was. my appendix had burst. Like that's the kind of yeah. pain when I didn't know what it is. I mean. Listen, I'm never going to say that it hurts more than childbirth, but at least you know for nine months, like, I'm going to have a child around this time, <laughs> whereas all of a sudden you're just walking around one day and it's like, kidney stone, yes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, there's no war. There's no, like, lead up to it.
0: Honestly, kidney stones terrify me because they're so sudden that yeah. I'm like, what if I'm on, like, an amazing vacation and it's like, kidney stone. <laughs>
1: uh, I don't know. Like, like you're not on an amazing vacation anymore. Um, Yeah, th- 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 it's it sounds... Awful. It sounds awful. It is awful. Like the idea of like the fact that you don't even know it's coming yet. Yeah, you're right. Is is is.
0: Well, Ryan, as Harvest the Doula said, pain is just fear leaving the body. So <laughs> and
1: someone had a really good joke after this. I have a note here that said the C-section joke was good. I don't remember exactly oh, what it was, but I remember, I remember really laughing. I remember Let me, it, go, 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 um, go.
0: The, So the couple that meets Niles and Daphne from Lamaze class are like, we're so excited you wanted to hang out. Like y'all are the A-list couple in Lamaze, and Niall said really i thought we were more in the c-section yes
1: that was a that was a great joke
0: (laughs) took me a beat to understand what he was saying and i was like that was really good
1: Mm -hmm. uh Uh, do do you have anything else you want to rate this one
0: yeah well one thing i want to talk about is at the very beginning when in tying in with the imdb synopsis you have where frazier runs into an ex-girlfriend in the elevator after he's accidentally almost tried to get into charlotte's office and hold her no i don't need a matchmaker uh in the elevator he thinks this woman is flirting with him and it turns out he went on a few dates with her and he doesn't remember and she is yelling at him and is like uh, over the fact he doesn't remember she's like all you do is talk about yourself and then after you sleep with me you don't even call do we need to discuss the fact that fraser's perhaps a real <laughs> date
1: uh i i feel like we have 11 years of proof <laughs> in that
0: <laughs> i mean like just like not not a catch perhaps and Not somebody we should, I don't know, that I feel like I'm necessarily rooting for in the romance department. It also feels like he
1: might have a very high body count, like, at this point.
0: Oh, I, I was for definitely that for a second. We we're talking about de- like people he's killed. There's, uh,
1: you know, there's probably a, a body or two. I—I'm I, now imagining this madcap scenario where him and Niles are trying to bury a body and not get caught, and it's just like dirt flying, well, and then like his head pops out of the grave or something ridiculous like that.
0: We we kind of already saw that in the episode where they're throwing that dinner party at Maris's beach house and the seal dies. I was about and to say, yeah, close. the seal. <laughs>
1: That's probably where I'm getting some of these visuals from. So yeah, yeah. they have tried to try to bury a body together.
0: Um. Okay, in terms of rating this episode, I think I would probably I don't know, give this six birthing VHSs. Uh,
1: I gave it also gave it six out of ten. $10,000 bills! Because it's ridiculous!
0: Especially, I think you said this already. Right, now that I think about more, in 2003 $10,000, that was probably like fifteen or twenty thousand oh, dollars
1: that's an insane but that's anyway possible. if uh you've uh listen if well no i don't want to say so i'm gonna say if you've spent ten thousand dollars in a dating service get a hold of us but like i oh, feel like i've no. absolutely i'd love to hear dating service stories i don't yes. want to shame you if you spent ten thousand no,
0: dollars if you know somebody who's used one of these matchmakers like not just online dating but actually like worked with a matchmaker if like you I could see somebody like having family members that did this or something, or mm-hmm. you yourself, craniacs would love to hear more about it. I'll try to find some details about, um, the lawsuit around. It's just lunch. Um, man, I really miss my in-flight magazines when I used to just always, wasn't uh, there
1: one that was like bagels and coffee. I might've seen on a bagel, tank. but
0: that was a, that, I thought that was like an online dating thing.
1: Maybe. I don't know. But anyway, if I, you've I got, think it was. Oh, go ahead. if you've got one of these stories, Uh, Hit us up. We are craniacs at gmail.com. That's C-R-A-N-E-I-A-C-S at craniacs on Twitter. It does not exist anymore. I don't know why I'm bringing it up, but let's let's go ahead and we'll just cut that right out. Okay. (laughs) Craniacs, a Fraser podcast on Facebook. Get at us. That's where we post a lot of like if we mention something, we'll put a little link up to something we talked about in the episode. That's where uh, you can reach us. Uh, You can hear us everywhere you get your podcasts and wherever you hear us, make sure to give us a five star review. That's five full stars, the most stars you can give us. Uh, It really helps us out. Uh, If you're feeling like "Mm, maybe four stars or lower, well, no, no, don't do that. Instead, do this.
0: Today, Craniacs, the Oscar nominations came out. Oh, my God. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Can you
1: believe that, insert film here, got nominated for Best Picture, Laurel?
0: I can't believe that, insert actor's name, got snubbed. Uh, yeah. So clearly we're recording this before the nominations come out, but guys take a gander at the nominations and pick a movie to watch. There's going to be a best picture nominee you haven't seen. There's going to be a best animated feature you haven't seen. We'll have a deeper dive into the Oscar nominations in a future episode, but, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of, I feel you know, this was a year where we finally had a bunch of movies come out and a bunch of like noteworthy movies that have been delayed and stuff. So, um, yeah just really really start your engines for the oscars and don't necessarily think that the golden globes are 100 percent a predictor of the oscars because it's a it's it's a wild and crazy award season so i can tell you that kieran culpin will not win an oscar because i don't believe he is in industry, so i don't need to campaign for him my campaigns are powerful
1: uh well (laughs) yeah hit us up let us know what you think about the oscars uh the oscar noms craniacs but until next time i'm ryan i'm laurel and we're listening bye y'all laurel is the expert